This is the Hustler F. Rogers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes. That's right, infidels, rise and praise. It's time to kick off the week with HMGChannelAttitude.com. RBV back in the house to command the troops and debrief us all the classified intel. And it's the hustler Rip Rogers saying, get out of bed, do your best, and stop being such a fat bastard your whole life. Here, Hamid Media Group, the Monday Locker Room. Yolah. <laughs> oh, what's good? What's good, fam? We're back in the house, man. The audio with who you know. I don't bail for a shot of jail. I mean, media group dreaming, and we're here, you guys, uh, ready to break down the headlines, kick the week off. Make sure you got a smile on your face or you're, you know, avoiding work <laughs> before you got to get uh, all you got to get done, man. But one of the hardest working men in OHIO, it's uh, Richard Bronson Vickery back with us. Good to see you, pal. And I'm looking over in the chat already filling up uh, the usual suspects. Uh, some yeah. great conversation are going to happen there. Uh, Dark side caster, man. He's talking about donuts and coffee ready. Man, the hell with that, yeah. man. I've, hey, I've been up since 4 a.m. I've already had like a couple pieces of KFC chicken and some mashed potatoes and gravy. That's, oh, how, I got, that's how I got my day going. But uh, yeah, we nice, were ready to get nice. the week rocking here. It's, hey, it's all Hollow's Eve, Ben. We know we got yeah, Hallows man. Are you, yeah. are you guys up there getting hit by this cold front, though? I mean, we're- yeah, it really turned. Uh, it was really nice uh, midweek last week, and then was the drizzling uh, shits and got cold yesterday but uh, and Friday, too. But it's hunting season, and to be honest with you, that's kind of what you want as a hunter uh, is to get those leaves wet so you can stalk silently and, you know, the animals be bed down. And then when there's a break in the weather, they're going to be up and moving. So that's your best time to be on a game trail if you've done the hard work of scouting and and you knowing about where you want to be, you know, or if you just know for years where there's always going to be a crossing. Uh, so the, this type of weather to me means uh, get your camouflage on and go, go to the woods. Uh, big shout out to Double A uh, and Drazen uh, this morning uh, launching a new business. That's always super exciting, man. Really happy for you. Shout out to everybody at uh, Dippin' Donuts up early as well, getting uh, getting that coffee and donuts going. And uh, also the, the, the Elite uh, video production checking in. Uh, it's 11 uh, 30 p.m. down under, down where, down under, uh, down there. So, uh, shout out to all of our Australia listeners. Shout out to the Pierce Austin podcast uh, network and everything he's got going, ruling the airwaves of Australia for all things fight, sports, and wrestling. So, uh, you know, just checking in all over the world. I also see Charles the Hammer Evans, OVW. Uh, legend, in my opinion, is here with us this morning as well. So, uh, but yeah, a lot, man. Uh, it was uh, a crazy kind of just nonstop work weekend. Last night, I got a couple hours to chill, and the wives came home. So, uh, from visiting in Louisville, so it was a good time last night to, to have them all back. But uh, got to go into the new Hopeful <laughs> Cannabis shop and start uh cleaning because we bought it as is so there was leftover stuff there yeah, it look, just looks pretty good man it looks like you don't yeah, have man. a whole lot of work to go there a little turnkey project no. i mean get it uh get it upgraded but you said what, maybe like your checkout area a few other things that need to be built in right right because the other places we were looking at would have been complete gut jobs and then rebuild and this is 80 percent there and it just looks really great so it just feels like things are clicking finally and uh but, you know, no days off here at HMG, no matter what it is, especially when you're trying to open a business like that brick and mortar, which everything I've always done is pretty much digitally. I've managed brick and mortar, but, uh, you know, and I'm no stranger to the weed game. So it'll it'll be <laughs> interesting, man. Uh, 45 minute, 50 minute commute. That's rough, though, bro. I'm not going to lie to you <laughs> right now. So uh, but uh, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. There you go. Well, Hartnett weighing in with the dispensary that he goes to. It used to be a pizza hut. 
I thought yeah. about that. There's one empty not far in a, in a little city I was thinking of, man. Uh, now, to that, me, that, that seems like you, they go hand in hand. You should have like a little fast food <laughs> restaurant with the dispensary. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, there are KFC, you got like KFC Taco Bell combinations. Yeah. Why not a dispensary? And an all-you-can-eat pizza. pizza. Oh, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen. Like uh, because there's micro licenses where you can have like either a farm and a way to sell it or distribute, or you can have a store and a smoking venue. And how long is it till after they go through the mom and pops that that corporate is gonna be like that, and then evolve that 15 years from now, and it'll be subway dispensaries right like you can get everything there they'll find their way in and that's why i'm hoping to be on the mom and pop end before that happens so when it's time to sell out i'm just saying peace be <laughs> go ahead uh, kfc weed i was gonna say when yum brands come in and you know they're yeah they're the marks and all their restaurants with the dispensaries and all that yeah you, you, you cash in big time baby that's what i'm here for man uh, <laughs> so uh it was uh it's just uh always interesting the start down that path of a completely new road that's gonna take your life in a different direction much like starting hmg or when i was teaching or moving from chicago to louisville for wrestling like it's a very big pivot and you're you're putting your chips on yourself and we have for a long time here and and it's uh, come back with a good return and now it's time to really step up to a, a higher price table, I guess is what it comes with. But big shout outs uh double Andres and with all they got going on there too, man. That's awesome. Well well uh, speaking of, of cashing in, uh any big uh payouts this week at, at the uh at the bet window? Did you get did you get any action on that big fight Saturday night? I we didn't because the odds the theory. odds were so shitty. Even to finish by decision was like minus six hundred. It was like minus two thousand when I checked it. Which means you got to bet twenty dollars to win one. So I was like, nah, I don't roll like <laughs> to to do like that. So I just did my uh, NFL bets, and I pretty much made three dollars after you know I was all said and done. Jalen Hurt uh, not scoring killed a lot of my parlays, but uh, I had a couple big ones, like four pick parlays of just major winners, and those came through. So. I only came out $3 ahead from where I was. So it, it was fine with me. <laughs> it's a tough, tough NFL well, week. I guess I usually judge over in the chat how how successful your weekend is by how many teams uh, that you threaten, you know, or wish to murder. Death, death yeah, upon. Shoot yeah. Their, yeah, shoot their plane down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody, nobody got, nobody got any uh, super hardcore death threats this week. I don't think. Uh, of, I mean, Jalen Hurts on the target list now. He should definitely uh, check his – have somebody go start his car for him before he goes out yeah. there. Out, outside, outside of, you know, not paying mm -hmm. off for you, a big win for them. Uh, did you get? Did you watch any of the fights there? There's a lot of controversy, you know, people upset over the decision there. I watched about to round four, so I saw the overhand left knockdown, and it didn't feel like it worked to me. He got him. Um, I, I was kind of shocked. Not that I mean, I'm not really happy with the shape I'm in right now, and I think my back is hurting as part of that. So, really need to get on some Stevie Richards uh, fitness and yoga here to to just get on a regular regiment. But I was really shocked, and we've seen him before uh, of how out of shape Tyson Fury was going into this. You know what I mean? And I feel like the older you get, and the more you carry that way it's going to make things 10 times as hard. And if he had that long of a fight camp, it didn't come out. And this guy looks like <laughs> brick shit house, right? I think in Ganu, like it wasn't his story. Like he was working in uh sand pits when he was eight yeah. years old and fucking like, dude, it, when that's forget about the fact that he's, you know, uh, engineered to be a, a trained killer in the ring, you know, with all of his training, but, but the fact of you got that, farm boy strength like from shoveling when you were eight years old to 15 16 whenever you made it out that that shit never leaves and though when you get hit with hands like that man it's just like getting hit with a cinder block so uh that I, that, I, I think i'd rather take a cinder block than a hit yeah to be honest with you yeah so i mean i'm always any of those fights that are uh, a spectacle i'm ready for them to be a work so i'm looking at things but from what i saw in all those rounds i didn't think so and i don't know how much training he's done with mike tyson because mike tyson's style definitely wasn't what ngano was doing but he dude he did simple <laughs> so, get telephone keep your keep your right up and and keep your jab out and then 
just bull bull into him and do what you got to do. And the fact that Tyson Fury was out of shape, I don't know, man. Like it, it, to me, I was like kind of embarrassing to to see him in there like that. It doesn't seem like he's taking it seriously. And then when the decision is split and people are like, well, that was a good first showing that feels like they knew ahead of time what they wanted the story to be. And that's where the work of it comes in, you know, instead of being like, dude, he, who got knocked down in the fight? Did Ngannou get knocked down? No. No. Then to me, <laughs> you won. You knocked the other guy on his ass at least once. Unless he was just beating the fuck out of you for like six rounds and you didn't go down. But I don't think that was the case. So the a lot of these things are just major works to do celebrity boxing at a high level, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And then they're going to like, well, now he can box and then they'll put him against somebody and he'll lay him out and he'll become a world champ that way. And they'll have a new guy made in boxing. Uh, and he, you know, with Fury going into this fight, you know, a few times he was asked during interviews and he pulled over wrestling being tougher than boxing. You see him trying to transition back in to get those easier paydays. He better get in shape. Vince won't, won't want him on TV with jelly rolls out the back. Like, you know, so you got to get on the gas. So uh, if you were doing a spectacle fight, why wouldn't you just have done it for here? And Vince is ringside and judging, definitely. Uh, Tyson Fury cuts a good promo. It was interesting. I thought he did a good job when he was outside and threw the punch last time. But I don't know. I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) Wrestling's way harder than boxing. Well, you know, in the work itself, you know, putting them over, you know, the ultimate rub there. Hey, you know, I'm I'm at the top of the top of the level here at this thing. But wrestling, I I wouldn't try that. That's more difficult than this. And maybe instead of trying to transition into a regular spot in the ring, because obviously there's always going to have, you know, opportunity for guest spots. And we know the testing's a little more lenient for those that are not working full time schedules. Um yeah, I can see him maybe even working an angle where he's going more aiming at the new parent company and wants to get just like, you know, work the microphone for maybe some big UFC fights, some big WWE, and then bring, you know, bring his expertise with that unique twist in there. Oh, absolutely. I think you, it's a McAfee. Effect. It's a McAfee introduction, but it's got to pay off. And I'm thinking, who do you do? The, Drew McIntyre could lead him through a good match. Absolutely. There was two of T's that they would like to do something together. You really want to do something with him and Omos. Like, where has Omos been, right? Like, out of sight, out of mind. So there's there's a couple guys in there that you definitely could do something with, but you need – I don't think Omos is a seasoned enough worker to, to lead. You know, they'd have to choreograph it step-by-step step and run it three, 400 times to, to, to get it right. So – which isn't uh, – not a possibility. So – um, but, but you got to imagine I mean, him and Omos true. would be just an amazing spectacle for something that's, you know, that's like over Saudi, yeah, because you know, yeah. those larger than lights that they really enjoy. That they what you do is you have Omos box, you don't have him wrestle, you know what I, I like mean? Ha- I like have, have him box on a on a WWE thing. So, um, but if he beats him, which he should, <laughs> even though it'll be a work and he'll probably take a dive, like that Omos, he'll get a fat payday, but he's kind of. <laughs> little dead in the water after that you know what i mean so it's it's all about joy but what's he doing now so you might as well get a fat payday out of him saudi style so um yeah man uh tyson fury brings that uh whatever it is like ironic or like you know satire swagger to, to everything where he's tickling the guy during the fucking face off or comes out to a pretty woman you're just like what are you doing bro and then then his shit hits and it's some London-based, uh, you know, techno reggae dub shit. So it's, I mean, he's an interesting cat and character. Whoops. Uh, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I would definitely hire him. <laughs> There's no you doubt got, about you got it. Your other, you got your other yeah, angle on there. I don't know why it switched. Did it on its own. Gotcha. Well, Ben, uh, you know, some. Outside of the world of professional, a lot of pro wrestlers weighing in on this is, you know, he was a, a large part of, you know, so many of this generation while they were growing up, younger, uh, watching on television. But some big news yesterday, um, a shocking death. Matthew Perry passed away. Yeah, man. Um, found him uh, drowned in a jacuzzi. Yeah, and they're saying cardiac old. arrest, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, and then here comes everybody with uh, the nonstop memes and friend memes and stuff like that. But it is a dude's life, you know, and I know he struggled with addiction and was, uh, you know, an up and down depressed dude who knows what hoops he had to jump through in the 90s to impress uh, the Illuminati masters to go from random obscurity to uh, a top level TV show with all the money behind it, you know. And I'll say my bit on Friends. I right alongside Seinfeld. I think it's one of the worst shows to ever make TV. See, uh, I, I'm a Seinfeld guy, but I could never get into Friends. It just never spoke to me. Like, all really- that shit is for the 85 percent who don't have a clue, bro. That that shit's yeah. not me. Yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah, it's the it's the anti Sopranos wire. <laughs> it's everything I'm not. Um, you know, and that's fine. Like, you got to feed the fucking pigs at the trough but that's that's just how it goes but th- this guy's an actor and that's it i mean we put such value on our artists of what it is just because they were on tv and famous like okay you know at the end of the day he's, a, he's just a dude and probably went through a lot of ups and downs depressions and i guess a lot of alcoholism stuff so uh but someone just shared in the chat that in his book he said he was only clean for one season of friends and you can tell yeah, I know for a while there he was all oh, Elizabeth. Up. She's joining us here. That's who said yeah. it. Um, so jab or no jab, whatever you your choices on that narrative. When you're in a hot tub, they tell you to only stay in for about 15 minutes because it can definitely mess with um your blood pressure and 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 uh definitely body temperature and things along those lines. And if you're predisposed or something else was going on or he's done every drug there is to do in L.A. confidential and what yada yada, a heart attack at 54 inside of a hot tub is completely a believable way to check out. As yada yada, and you tell me you're not a Seinfeld fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand that because I just saw that commercial. That's why I threw it in there. Uh, I fucking think Jason Alexander sucks too. Uh, and then who else was here? He was good on Cheers. Frazier. Uh, what's the guy's name who plays uh, uh, Frazier? He was just here in Utica at 16 Stone Brewery pouring his own beer. But, dude, like that show, Frazier, absolutely brutal to me, too, dude. Like all those era shows sucked. Oh, now I got to look that up. Uh, Kelsey, Kelsey Green. Yes. Yeah, that's it. It's just, he's one of those people that's just so synonymous with the character that you just. Yeah, yeah, he's a good actor, but yeah. (laughs) So not to judge a man on a shitty sitcom on is my point, you know. The the hammer the the hammer dropping some uh some harsh ones over there. Yeah, there's never any never had any black people on the show. (laughs) I'm surprised they didn't do a spinoff called homies and have and have this right. That that was pretty much uh, living single, living single was the black version of friends or was friends the white knockoff of living single which is what the story is of hey let's take black culture and fucking and and put a white spin on it which is everything rock and roll music ever was and how eminem came to be right so ross, ross had a black girlfriend for a while i guess Did he? Not international hammer get up on your friends with the black girlfriend storyline what the fuck is wrong with you uh, <laughs> try and bring that shit here man uh but yeah dude not none of those characters none of the writing ever impressed me but like i said it's a stupid sitcom this is a guy's life and uh sucks man but uh we we judge like oh he's gone nobody was thinking about him yesterday and in two weeks uh you know like the day before he passed and in two weeks it'll be somebody else that we move on to water cooler talk can you believe they died yeah dude death is a part of life it happens all the time uh absolutely uh one of the big stories that, that popped me big time this weekend um yesterday i'd seen you know, sorry i just want to put this out there shout out to our uh, our guy over there in the in near the strip man uh aaron ben shlomo glad we can uh help you uh distract from the the insanity of the world bro i uh, hope you stay safe and uh, everything Everything comes out on top for you, dude. Yeah, again, talking about some some real some real shit there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is it popped me yesterday. Um, going back to last week, last week's light diffuse, awesome conversation uh, across the board as you guys broke down AEW Dynamite, but especially when you and MSG were talking about the potential, the direction, and the current execution of everything around Timeless Tony Storm. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you guys, you know, inside that you're talking about, you know, the fruit and, you know, how she's got to, you know, kind of up that ante each and every week. I guess she's been coming out into the arena. You guys were talking about how that live, how that translates live uh, as opposed to the television, which it's more uh, built towards. But, you know, she she pulls the, the orange out from back of her trunks. So uh, that inside of itself, you know, is going to be a frame when get their hands on that. Apparently, one of those oranges, Tony Storm's orange, that she pulled from her pants during AEW collision on 1028. It was on an online auction. Uh, when I sold this yesterday, it was currently going for $1,299.99. That's a funny story, no doubt, but I think it's just a rib that somebody just bought an orange to try and work fucking AEW marks that there's no real proof that it's the same orange to start with. Well, I, I think, and I think outside of that, there's people bidding on this thing. So a, a work or not, but can, can you work, you know, the work into the shoot? I mean, this is, is this a potential for, Hey, they're at, they're based out of Florida down there. Go get a deal. You're in, you know, the orange state. Get yeah. A deal and, and get a certified stamp on those things. To have her own brand, right? Items. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She could have her own little uh, black and white orange juice ad, except the juice is the only thing that's orange in color in there. And then, if, if not, if you're going to start doing that, Orange Cassidy's an obviously easy mix in. You know what I mean? As a James Dean type character, if you needed him to be. Uh, so yeah, there's always opportunities to make money. But what we talked about was finding the game. We talked all about the production and finally getting it right and, and introduction to other characters. But the game, uh, and this is part of improv training when I say that, I'm not talking Triple H. I'm talking about finding something that happens over and over as a callback or some type of edit or some type of line that gets brought back throughout. So the game she found was to bite into a piece of fruit but not take the uh, peel off of it. She did it with a banana in the first one, an orange in the second one, and there maybe there was another one, I'm not sure. But here we found the game. It's not like she goes, watch me do this. She just it does her whole thing and then bites into a piece of fruit right through all the, the pith. Uh, and that is a funny game to play out because we're just saying – we acknowledge what you did without calling it out. And now we're in on it. And now we're waiting for that satisfaction of where will it happen in the next scene? You know what I mean? You could start the scene with her uh, close up of her eating a banana, the whole thing and chewing it up, darling and whatever. Or you could wait till the very end of the scene and you're like, Oh, they're not going to do it. And then, that's the close that she does it. That's the button on the game. That's what gives our audience a psychological satisfaction that they've watched and they play along and they're waiting for this, you know, funny little bit inside the rest of the bit. So uh, it's high level. I mean, it, 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 I mean, for advanced improvisers, it's kind of a basic, but at the same time, I love to see it because usually we don't even get that close to the sun to be warmed by it. So when, when it was there, I had to uh, kind of explain it, I guess, just how I did with MSG. It was, it was a fun show, a great homecoming week, man, with uh, Timmy Baltimore, you and MSG this week, you guys. Uh, so maybe we'll run a little poll and say who should be homecoming king of uh, homecoming queen of uh, <laughs> HMG this week. Uh, some more AEW news, man. Uh, Moxley, Getting some headlines. He was recently getting some head. What? What's he doing over there? I'm yeah. going, going with him. Um, in an interview, he was talking about potentials for the need of upgrading concussion protocols inside AEW and wrestling. I, I know at first, though, it's like, okay, this is the guy that goes out there and goes balls to the walls. You know, he's he's gigging each and every match. Is this the guy to be talking about this? Uh, but you know, it is a reality. It is a problem out there. Even for the safest workers, it is a danger, a possibility that something could happen out there uh, that's going to just knock you silly. He said he was – and obviously he's talking about that match with Phoenix. He said it, it happened about 30 seconds in, and for about 10 minutes, he was just in effing outer space. Uh, so then he suggested what, you know, what potentially could be, you know, helpful going forward is that you have um, someone who is a true veteran – of the ring, a wrestler that's been there for a while, or even better, a medical professional that knows those symptoms, that's watching back on a monitor that has, um, you know, has his finger on that red button 
Pusher said it any time that he sees that someone might have a concussion and you stop everything right there. No matter the time left in the match, what is going on? You just put the safety of the performance. That's what Mox said he would like yeah. to see, or, or is it? That's interesting. I mean, they have a doctor, but then, you know, Stevie would obviously come in with the rib right here of, well, they don't need one. They had Tony Khan give Matt Hardy a one-minute one and told him he was fine to go after he fell off a fucking 16-foot uh you know, scaffolding on a concrete floor with no crash pad underneath. So Mox recently just had a doctor's uh, visit and they told him he's got the arthritis of a 70 year old man, which I'm pretty much feeling that myself right now. Right. And then that shit happened and Stevie cuts his video and Don Stevens does his, her thing. And but here's the guy taking the bumps now actually saying exactly what Stevie was, which is you got to protect wrestlers from themselves because we will keep going. We will keep going. And, and, and Ric Flair, you know he wants to have another match now. And you know he's in with Sting and wants to do something. And even went back and forth with Russo trying to one-up him on Twitter saying there's one thing you and I agree on. I, I would die in the ring. You want to die in the ring in front of your fans? that's the legacy you want to leave. Like this is the mentality of psychopathic wrestlers who are addicted to spotlight and living the gimmick. And no matter how cool for school, they think they are, they can't live a civilian life anymore. And when you're in that ring and that adrenaline is flowing, it'll carry you to do some stupid shit. Even at the end of dynamite, it's, I, I'm sure you got this up there, but it says Daniel Bryan uh, broken orbital bone. So I, I thought he broke a transition jaw into that. Yeah, and then I looked and I go, "Is his eye hanging out of his head?" And then he pushed his cheek up and it looked better, but his eye was legit. I think out of its out of the socket, fucking. And I don't know what it happened on, but he was trying to get up at the end to do the standoff to fucking fight, and they're like, "Stay the fuck down, bro. Your eye is hanging out of your skull." So this just goes to my point of how fucking psychotic we are and you can get hurt on anything. And especially when guys want to do all this extra shit with flying knees and they think that they can hit it 10 out of 10 times. They can't. A lot of times they're looking this way, throwing a knee that way. So how, how can you even think that you're going to be on target the way it is, bro? Like some of my students, when I'm teaching chops, They'll, they think they're over and they'll chop and look away and hit the person. I go, where the what the fuck are you looking at over there, dude? You're going to chop somebody right in the throat, possibly do major permanent damage, or you're going to catch them low or some other way because you think you're flair because you want to strut away and look at me, I chop. You look where you're hitting. You look down the pipe of a super kick. You don't look away and throw a shitty kick at somebody's face. So the, there's all these things that, a lot of these guys don't give a fuck about because they're just on TV and they think they're in the main event. And I watch them throw these things with reckless abandon all the time. And this is what's happening. Now your top guy's got a broken orbital bone. The other guy's concussed and got the arthritis of a 70-year-old. He's finally starting to learn don't take fucking bumps on the goddamn ring stairs. <laughs> <laughs> or go through tables and kick out and make it meaningless in the opener. Like, I, you know, I guess it comes down to. What kind of person to say a toe to so? But you know what? A toe to so. A fucking a toe to so. So, yeah, uh, man. Uh, Aaron Ben Shlomo, here's one from him. Uh, he says, Ben, can you explain how to me how death wrestling replaced professional wrestling from your experience? What happened in AEW is way too dangerous. Or is it just me as a fan? Um, yeah, I mean, deathmatch wrestling obviously is uh, a spin out of Japan, uh, FMW to ECW to Philly to where we became part of CZW and, um, guys just taking insane level punishment because they think they could be the next Cactus Jack, you know, and get signed off that. And there's a lot of guys that I like in there, like uh, the, that I, I don't like to have to watch them work because I think that shit is absolutely ridiculous and insane to be gigging yourself with barbed wire and fucking fluorescent light bulbs and tacks and shit. 
But, you know, I got respect for guys like Casanova Valentine and Matt Tremont and, and a couple others who want to do that is their flavor of fucked up horror in, in the wrestling world. It's Baskin Robbins 31 flavors. You can have Southern fried bullshit. You can have big Northeast spectacle. You can have Philly hardcore. You can have that deathmatch shit if you want. You can have girls tape trader, masturbator wrestling, <laughs> whatever you want to do in this shit. So... Is there a spot for it? Yeah, I guess there's always been a hardcore of whatever, whether it's Gigi Allen and punk fans back in the day or whatever it is. You know, did you guys have, did you guys present a lot of that hardcore style? Because I, I know you guys you guys really fed off that energy, that vibe from ECW into uh, CW. That was uh, yeah, there was there would be, and it was um, Jason Axe's spot. A lot of times he was he was the hardcore guy. He could do character later and get over, but he got over with the crowd by putting his body on the line, doing a lot of that shit, and he would come back with holes punched in him and shit. But it was usually only once on a show. It wasn't like a whole show of that stuff, you know. He was that was his stuff, and he did it well. Um, and it got him over. He became champ and worked with Kevin Steen and plenty of other top people, you know, and, and he got to live his wrestling dream by doing that, but it comes at a goddamn big cost that you don't need to pay. And, but these guys get in their mind, that's how they're going to get over. And it's not until they get ridiculously hurt that, that takes them out of doing that shit to then they go, well, I better come up with a funny character. And then they do one little thing that gets them over because they seen him as a hardcore. And now they see some personality and you're over as fuck balls. Mahoney is a pretty good example of that. Right? Like, like all that shit of, yeah, he takes all this, but we we just really want to chant balls and laugh and do this type of shit. So once you learn how to do that, you're going, why the fuck did I take all these bumps when I could have been waving a flag and, getting over with the crowd with a USA chant for years, you know? So do you find that, you know, you know, it is a niche, you know, there is a, an audience out there for it. For those fans that like that sort of thing. Uh, as you mentioned on shows that I, that I've worked with, the shows that I've run, I've always stayed away with it because we were promoting that family friendly environment, but I've been on shows where they also do that. Oh, it's family friendly, bring everybody, but they'll have that one dedicated spot for their hardcore style and you get the blood. And sometimes it's, it's un easy to sit down nervous sure. and watch the kids like we just went from this happy-go-lucky show and now it's taking kind of this sinister dark turn it, it makes you feel uncomfortable you know just not as someone that's a part of the show but especially in the audience i think i think your promoter is a mark for themselves if they're saying it's a family-friendly show and they're doing that and in fact you can do it but you have to go we're going to have a special attraction later, ladies and gentlemen, and not for little kids. Like, so if you want to leave, we're going to take five minutes to set up the weapons around the ring. So then everyone's like, fuck yeah. And the little kids are like, dad, I can take it. And then they're still going to have nightmares, but at least you fucking gave them the opportunity to get out and right. it helps hype the credibility of the match. Now, if you're just going, it's a family friendly show to bring the kids. And then you're like, but here's now get your staple guns out. Yeah, now who brought here's weapons? asshole number three, who's the hardcore guy. That's his gimmick, and he gets to fight Masada tonight. Like you're just like, okay, dude. Like that that shit's stupid. And the promoter is a mark for themselves and a liar, which all that qualifies you to be a promoter. And then <laughs> you know, and then uh, and then they do dumb shit like that that can burn the town like kill the crowd like i'm never bringing my kids back to that and it's all for some questions actually lost some buildings because of it it's all for some worker who defines himself as nah bro i do i do the hardcore shit to me i go i want to go do you know how to grab a cravat can you even throw a fucking european uppercut do you even know what the fuck a snapmare is like if you don't that to me all a lot of times that hardcore shit is an excuse because you didn't want to put in the time to learn how to wrestle the right way and learn this craft for what it really is. You want to be a stunt man to get oohs and ahs by jumping on some shit because you're a masochist and that's what you want to do. Well, that's fine, but that flavor of ice cream doesn't get served here. We don't serve that at this one, you know? So now there is times where there's color necessary in a family show like the Stetsons after we beat Chip and Shane Stetson, they went into a Rey Mysterio dominic father-son feud and that ended in a dog collar match yeah like and and chip was bleeding so got color so 
that that's different than like, oh, here comes the asshole on every show who's going to do a staple gun and a cheese grater just because he's crazy, don't you know? I got no room for that guy on my show. I just don't. There's no, there's no reason for it. He doesn't sell another ticket. He doesn't, all he's going to do is hurt himself, probably kill the town or get his heat with the building. Those are the top three things that can happen. Yeah. You know, speaking of ECW, I know you were a big ECW guy up there in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really is a shame that the legacy of it, that so many people just believe that's all it was. What was the, you know, the hardcore death matches, you know, people just, you know, going up crazy, absurdly just abusing their bodies. There was a lot of different styles, tremendous characters, sure. storytelling. Uh, you know, they had really introduced ECW, introduced the Lucha Libre to so many. That's why the Cruiserweights had such success in, in WCW. Uh, some just great classic matches and, and story work and, and characters, but we remember the violence. The sure. Violence. Well, we, we remember the crowd being part of the show more than anything really. And that, that, that group, my group energy uh, compacted into a small place and we're feeding off each other. That's what Tony Khan needs to encapsulate. Now he needs to stop playing these huge arenas and he needs to start looking at Hammerstein. What the frick Hammerstein ballroom um, and uh, places along that size. So we can feel that energy and get back to business where it's like oh i gotta go see that show and you could up your ticket prices because now people want to be a part of that spectacle and if he's an ecw fan i know he wants that when he was just in philly but they they're looking at their phones instead of doing re spect walk like the the old school shit and i'm going man if this was in a small arena, uh, you might have had those things that you wanted as a callback to the ECW glory days that you're paying to have Rob Van Dam and Taz on the show. You know what I mean? So there's there's a couple things that really need to be changed in order to get that feeling back. But like you said, there's plenty of characters. And if you don't believe that, go no further than the Blue World Order. You want technical wrestling, you've got Tajiri and Super Crazy. You want fucking one big, big man spot. Here comes 911 to come down and fucking choke slam, buddy. You you want a, a hardcore running with weapons? Hit New Jack's music. We got chairs, balls, and axle. Uh, Sandman's cane spot. Sabu's going to get in the barbed wire, and Terry Funk's going to put a ladder on his head and spin around. Shane Douglas is our Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and off we go. And then mix in six, seven girls who are all sexy in their own way or not sexy like a Nicole Bass, you know what I mean? And then that's where Heyman's going. Everybody is special. We just need to figure out how to use them properly. And if not, put them in a tie-dye with some overalls and make them a fucking Dudley boy, right? So anybody can be any part of anybody's world if you want it to be. Is it, it's just, is it just an overall society issue that, you know, we were talking, you were talking about AEW there last week. We went into depth. We had a great conversation about the mids of OVW, Impact Wrestling, NWA. What is it in today's environment that is so problematic as a holdback for them to find a, a, a great cult following like you had with ECW? Because that crowd was an extension of the locker room. They were their own character. You tuned in a lot just, to, you know, just for what they were doing. Sure. And, and I'm sitting there recently and I'm, I'm watching, you know, some impact wrestling. And even in the last, within five to eight years, it's rare that you get a hot audience from them. But you think with that, those people that are following them that are devoted to them, that it would kind of rally up and want something like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, I've been down to Davis Arena for some hot audiences, but um, yeah, but that's uh, that's always the. I'm not trying to say yeah, fuck Davis. I'm saying that's always the same old Southern fried. You suck, Ben. How mean? Some old fuckers, you know, that bring their grandkids, and it's different than Philly. And I think a major part of that is the difference in technology era. To be honest with you, where everybody's wanting to be a part of the show we only had flip phones at best at that time right here original nokia where you were lucky to i can text somebody holy shit uh and uh the rest was i'm a part of this show this experience i'm letting out my uh energy into it now it's like oh shit i'm at the show i'm not experiencing it i'm just stunting for instagram that i'm here and i gotta be on it as opposed to being part of it in the early days with the uh 
hello scooby-doo grandma or whatever the fuck like when they had jesus and scooby-doo there was kind of some of that in there in in the hardcore cult following of pwg that they were trying to carry over to cw trying to carry over but they didn't embrace it and they didn't fan the flames of it they kind of pimped it out and um now went by the wayside and everyone just looks at their phone and are kind of these scared socially awkward man children who are like should we yell i, I don't want to yell yeah oh they're yelling oh yeah, yeah. fight forever they're <laughs> just like you know there's no real in the moment of holy shit you fucked up when was the last time you if they really wanted to hijack the show you'd hear you fucked up you fuck every every match in in AEW would have that right like comparatively so we don't hear that because all I care about is that these two wrestlers are having fun in the ring tonight. How about that sign, right? Did you remember that from AEW? Like, yeah, fuck off, dude. Like, that that's what I say to that shit. Like, we're here in control. It's time to put it on the line. But if you've got to do it the right way, otherwise you're going to be like Moxley saying, why isn't there a doctor protecting me from myself? How about the fact that you just learn how to work? You can get concussed on anything. How about we learn how to work a character, a gimmick, and not do all this shit that means nothing because we're going to kick out anyway. Okay. He could do more as a James Dean where somebody out-wrestles him or he out-wrestles somebody else and just walk, rolls out and struts around the ring two or three times with his chin up. And people be, fuck you, in his face if he wanted to. But nope. I'll hit you with this, hit you with that, hit you with this, hit you with that, kick out. Oh, slam your head into this, da da da, da. Shoot, reverse out of nowhere, double down. You're <laughs> just like, you just took seven things for no reason at all when you could have walked around the ring and gotten them with you. They'll learn. There's only one way to learn, the hard way. And that means fucking yourself up so bad because you didn't want to listen to reason. Oh, that's the old school. They don't, they don't know what they're talking about. Okay. All right, see you in six years when you're fucking crippled, dude. And and then you then you you're like, oh well, maybe I got one more in me. Well, maybe not. Just die in the ring, man. Just die in the ring. Yeah, that's uh, like that. If you're saying that, that should fucking be almost grounds to be committed. You know. Is there any? If if you're Tony Khan and and you're if you're Tony Khan and you hear that, what what is what are you thinking? Like, oh man, that's a. That's 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 legendary. Or, I mean, or is he saying like you, got, you can't say that kind of shit if I'm going to put you on my television show? And and you and you, like I, you, said, I, bet, you know, I bet Con you know is marking out in the- his ear every day, saying, "Come on, brother, that give me that one." I know I had that that big moment, Dick. What I could do for you, you know? Let me yeah. do it on your platform under your lights. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't doubt that he's doing that to to get close or what have you, or let it, let the rumor spread. Flair was working out; he deadlifted three fifty today. Like, oh, good. Um, yeah, just that that mentality of dying in the ring is fucking scary enough to even think about. Of like, that's what you would want your legacy to to be at the end of the day. That's not something to be proud of. That's somebody who's running from something, you know, uh, and and trying to hold on to some fleeting past. That's fucked up. You got to evolve can't can't stay like that i was just even thinking you know what 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 that would Here, what it would here's do to family i mean how, how you know how does charlotte continue on in the business after something like yeah, that or, you know, and they didn't yeah but dude you're talking about how's your family the guy's got five wives fucking kids that don't talk to him son-in-law pimps them out like you know is it, but one thing with the mox thing of like we should have a doctor with a red button that's like to stop the match so every doctor is now going to be smart enough. What if somebody's selling really good? So don't sell too good because the doctor might ring the bell. He, 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 did, he did talk about that. Uh, Moxley was com- making kind of the comparisons between the protocols in the NFL uh, for football and wrestling. And he did mention, he said uh, he understands the difficulties there because, you know, football is cut and dry. You know, we're in wrestling. It, you're, it's built to blur those lines between fiction and reality. Sure. Absolutely. And the only time it should be a referee's call who recognizes it because the doctor is not a trained worker, nor are they in there. However, that would make Don Stevens be, are you okay? Checking on him like he's fucking, you know, in the ER or some shit after that. So, um, you get your bell rung and you're snapped out. I think we need to have a code of honor that uh, says ref I'm fucked up. 
like da 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 da, and we need to figure out a, a couple well, different it, ways. Well, we he was saying he didn't home. even realize it for a while. I mean, he yeah. was just ten minutes before he realized, like, man, I, I I'm something's wrong. Yeah, dude, you ever had your light snapped out? Seeing the oh, bolt yeah. of lightning? Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you're rocked, man. Your legs aren't listening to what your brain's telling them to do at all, and you're going, "Holy shit, what the fuck just happened here?" And trying to recover, and hopefully you can powder out and, and get a ten count. But we could have a couple different options of instead of uh, just a doctor, we have somebody ready to do a run in at standby at any time because we can always rewrite the story, right? So if we're not having the other person stand there and the other person's fucked up and ref gives the send the runner and in they come and glom somebody and then we're like, throw it out and we can protect the other person that way. Or we do throw up the X based on concussion protocols, you know, basically of what they tested, but that's going to kill your television show too of what you're trying to do going forward. So I don't know what the true real answer is of how to stop it aside because you can get your bell rung on anything, but these guys are taking <laughs> sit out Michinoku pile drivers unsafely just because in the back go, and then I give you the Michinoku driver and then this and this, and okay, okay. And they're just talking through it as opposed to like, you know how to do this safely, right? Where let me feed up for you. You get me here to do that because I don't want to get my head spiked. No, they just say, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, bro, bro. I know how to do that one, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike, Mike Martin over in the chat asking, uh, you guys are talking about Ric Flair dying in the ring and hating on him, uh, but literally look at what Sting has done since he has came back, uh, and he's the one you need to worry about dying. First of all, Sting's never said he would like to die in the ring. That's that's a, <laughs> that's the main point that we're talking about here. Uh, secondly, pull up some pictures of those guys and put them side by side when Flair was in that in the ring for what was supposed yeah, to be his yeah. last one first Sting. And Sting is in a much better. Flair passed out twice in his last match, bro. In the match, like and, and, and you know, Sting yeah. going out there getting a little crazy might be what kind of prompted him to say, "Hey, you know what? I need to hang this up." And Flair's got a pacemaker, don't he? I don't yeah, think probably, Sting, he, probably yeah, has, I don't he probably think, has as many pacemakers as his ex-wife. Yeah, I don't think Sting's got any extra implant like that. So I get what you're saying. I'm not, I'm believe me, I'm not going, man, Sting. I can't wait to see him jump off some 16-footer, you know. Like, I don't want to see that shit either. But Flair just isn't isn't letting go, dude. And when you say things like that, it, it shows to me this has been a lifetime of spotlight addiction along with alcoholism and sex addiction probably too uh of <laughs> i can never face i don't i don't even know who richard fleer is i live life as rick flair because everywhere i go people give me shit woo and and feed my ego and that's why i have to be this till the day i fucking die because otherwise i gotta go face what i've been running away from since i was 22 years old that that the psychological breakdown to me is that now has he drawn gates is he big money is he one of the best to do it absolutely but guess what that lasts for about well in his case some broadways 60 minutes a day the rest of the time you're fighting the rest of these things bro but earlier on we were talking about the uh, the big fight over there uh she said vince was on hand he had some things to say uh about saudi arabia he was talking with the group from mma junkie yeah when asked, about, when asked about saudi arabia he said well i think they're doing so much i mean they're they're delving into superior aspects of all sports and entertainment Vince went on to say uh everything that's the best in the world is going to be here and he followed that up with pretty much saying WWE, well, this when it comes to the WWE in Saudi Arabia, well, this is our this is our home now. Um, <laughs> this is it's been pronounced. This is <laughs> our home, WWE's home. Roll that 9/11 footage as they get ready to head back forget. over Never forget, <laughs> never forget, Ducey. Roll it. Um, I have a dream that one day we'll sell out to the goddamn Muslims. Yeah, bro. Uh, welcome to the new, new, new world order. Uh, this is the 2040 project. This is money talks, bullshit walks. This is the Saudi uh, Royal Public Fund has $660 billion to do whatever they want with. Now, this fund isn't like, oh, it's a tax fund. This is fuck you money. 
their yeah. whole everything's paid for already all roads education all that this is just $150 barrel oil money that gets kicked back in so they can pay Phil Mickelson $40 million instead of the 4 million was it 40 or 400 million look that up see what see what Phil Mickelson got from from the Saudis i think it's 400 million and to play golf and maybe make 40 million on the PGA. Like, so you're going to see the same thing where they brought, they bought the pro fight league. That's what made TKO stock dip. And now TKO is already talking about going back private again after a public offering. What was that? They were at the New York stock exchange six weeks ago. And now they may be going back private already based on the dip of it. So 400,000 Frank saying uh, that they paid him for golf, bro. $400 million. Yeah. Well, his 400 net, uh, million. Phil's net worth is estimated at $460 million in 2023. Yeah. yeah, dude. $400 million for golf, bro. So what do you think they're going to do when well, – I don't know do, if that brother, was that deal. I'm pretty sure it was, to be honest with you, because Phil Mickelson had huge, huge gambling debts. He, he pissed away his fortune a couple times. So, uh, that like that, or so I've heard allegedly. So, uh, like the 400 million would make sense to me. Uh, but this is going to happen. I, th- I could see <laughs> everybody in, in UFC selling out to go to pro fight league because the payoffs are going to be 10 times as much as what Dana could offer you. And Dana's going, he's got guys in his fights going, Dana, knock out of the night. Give me 50 grand. Dude, these guys piss on They'll put 50 grand in the fucking urinal and piss on it. To oh, laugh. 200 million. Two, oh, sorry. I fucked up. 200 million. 200 million, bro. So that so just, essentially that deal, that deal essentially doubled his net worth. Yeah. So that um, now, I'm, and, and who is Phil Mickelson? A guy who was really great at golf early 2000s. They're paying that for him now. All you got to do is be an ex UFC fighter who's got name value nostalgia wise. If you got one or two in you, you could clean up that same way. So you watch guys start to jump for that. Now Vince is going, it's our home, pal. That's what it is. And what else do the Saudis want to do? They want to build a giant fucking 200 story wall that is a, a city across the middle of the desert. That is going to be all a 15 minute city interwoven. I think I can't remember how long the wall is. It might be like a hundred miles and to fit an entire population in there in the most advanced new city that's ever been seen. Well, right now they're doing the bread and circuses to get everybody to gather, to come to these cities and get used to it. And here's where the entertainment is and the life and culture is going to be and leave the old way behind. And it's all about the money and 610 billion, just in interest alone. They're probably, they could buy all these, these PGA golfers and MMA guys just off the money on the interest alone that's accrued in one year off of that $660 billion. Imagine what they do. I mean, that's bigger than multiple countries' GDP combined, bro. So like, th- this is going to happen one more, and I wouldn't doubt that you see a dozen NBA games there, that you see six or seven NFL games there in the next five to ten years, and it would be the same. <laughs> Remember 9-11 stickers on their fucking helmet while they play in Saudi Arabia, bro. So from the, the paid for by the same people who paid for and plotted for that. So how quickly we'll forget for the, everybody's got a price for the billion dollar man. Right. So that's what, that's, what's coming next, bro. Uh, it's, again, WWE gets set to head back over uh, to, to Saudi coming up on the 4th this upcoming Saturday here for the next uh, installment of Crown Jewel. But I, I want to pick your brain on this uh, a little. Be the booker, if you will. I, I know we've talked about this off off air, um, mm-hmm. how the handling of L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns, if, if this was the right call at this time. Uh, the fans certainly want it. They, they are rallying behind Knight. Roman is a proven big deal. Uh, social media from this past SmackDown, this past week SmackDown, across all WWE social media, over 34 million views around that contract signing that they had. 
Uh, so it, it's picking up attention. It, it's, you know, a lot of people come out in Rome. Everything with Roman seems big deal. LA Knight, arguably the hottest act going inside of WWE right now. How do you get out of this thing without killing LA Knight's, uh, this hot streak that he is on? Oh, LA Knight can take the loss. He's, I mean, getting, he, he's getting the rub from being in there with Big Dog, bro. Where, where was he a year and a half ago at this time? Um, I just saw something pop up. It was like two years ago. He's in NXT and like, what he was when he came to the main product, when he came to product main endorsement roster. matches, you know, lights out matches and dude, he was fucking, <laughs> Oh, he was a male model. He was Max the modeling. Model. Right. Yes, like, yes. And now he's going to face big dog going at a big pay-per-view man. Like uh, do you, do you, you shut the fuck up and take the loss. And, or you put him down. No, just, just let flat. him get beat. Let him get beat clean by big dog. It's his first, it's his first time out. There's nothing wrong with that being the first time to get to the dance the whole way there. And then lose him because somebody has been way more experienced, right? Like, that's Kansas City Chiefs football 101, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, why they were way the fuck over. You can bring in a hot team. These guys got five rings. You're going <laughs> to – good luck. Good luck going over on the Chicago Bulls 95, right? Like, you know, like uh, that. That's that's the feel of it to me. And nobody that gets beat by those teams, they're not going, they fucking sucked. They made it to the – you know, like – you just got a Patrick Mahomes. You just got a Tom Brady. Like, that's just what it is with him. So you chalk it up into the same sports loss like that. He can come out hat in hand, have a really great match, have some good falsies where the crowd really bites on it, and then have a heel finish. I don't care if it's Samoan spike, turn, spear, whatever it is, something simple. But at least then he can go, Solo Sokoa, you motherfucker, you cost me, not, and not just me, you cost all these people, da 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 da, da. And then he goes over on Solo Sokoa because that's the blood part of what the feud is. And he then can get put on the shelf and folded back in because he lost to Roman, even though he got beat in a heel way. So there's plenty of ways that he's elevated into the main event from being a, a manager of a, a modeling agency uh, a year and a half ago to where he is now. Uh, is, uh, I mean, they never should have had the modeling thing. He should have been a ready-made star like this. Um, I might have tightened up all the impersonation stuff before I put him out there, but so be it. So I, I think he is a good guy that the crowd's behind to take a loss. Him losing will give Roman more heat, and maybe we'll get to him and Cody to finish the story, or they'll bench Cody and we're going to get The Rock. So, so would you go back to LA Knight there, or is his path is he going to need to be removed from that main event for a little bit? I mean, could could he go pursue one of the other titles uh, no, and, and still like, be is over? Here's where you're not really, I guess, maybe not seeing. I'm not trying to shit on you. He was lower level, lower tier. Right. right. He got through the mid card without even having to go through the Intercontinental titles. Shit. Right. Right. So they don't want to take it off Gunther or U.S. title because his promo got over, then they gave him the rub with The Rock and Cena. You're instantly in the upper tier. So when you say main event, he already is a main eventer. Not that he's facing Roman for the belt. There's three tiers, your lower card, mid card, main event card, and you're always going to be doing business for that. Now in that, that means he gets to tag with Cody, tag with fucking Jey Uso, face you know a couple other top contenders, and be up there as a merch seller and somebody who's got t-shirts getting printed just because he doesn't have the belt. That means they'll either, they're either pushing him through the grinder quick because they got other plans and they can't deny the crowd. And they don't want him to thwart that those other plans in the future, or uh, they're just letting them know what it feels like to be in the big game. Because in two years from now, we're going to expect you to be able to run with this ball. So you're just getting your, your backup quarterbacks ready. Because who knows? I mean, Roman's got to feel fucked up as much time as he's put in. And you never know with leukemia if that could come back. You know what I mean? So you want to have guys ready to go. And him taking a loss doesn't mean anything. It's all part of the story. The main thing is you just made an upper-tier main eventer in four to five months. I think I'd go with a dusty finish. You could. I mean, um, I would save that for Cody. Go with the Cody moment for that's I, I thought back at WrestleMania it would have been perfect to do that dusty finish for him, you know, kind of reenact sure. what had happened to his dad there. Would have been good. 
Uh, also could be a potential way to introduce Braun Breaker into the, you know, so we're not getting the same. Yeah, dude. I mean, how how cold is he, bro? He was. I could say he's something kind of fresh after, you know, what we've been seeing from him. Down well, at I, haven't, I haven't seen or heard shit from him. I watch the main shows. I don't watch NXT. And to put over NXT is like, don't you know about him? You know, shout out to the vet and Big Ray. Have we seen Braun Breaker anywhere on the main shows in a storyline? Anybody? No, no. Did your dad fuck up your career by going at Giselle Shaw? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Good luck. Like you, you got to start him from square one, dude. He's got no juice coming out of NXT where everyone's like Braun Breaker. Like <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Uh, absolutely. Good point there. But I was, I'm trying to think of other players that could get involved. I mean, because that's how we got uh, with Solo because. They add a necessity because is Jimmy allowed? Can he travel over there yet with his issues? Oh uh, yeah, I think he can. I don't think that's a problem. Uh, you know, uh, you that's could. Why make, he hasn't been on the last few times over there because you could make Naya a player if you wanted to. You know, um, I guess it's everybody who wants to get it up will do things the the way that they ask you to do them. But <laughs> can you figure a way to get over with the crowd? based on the stuff they're giving you in a way that makes you undeniable because that seems to be the way with Daniel Bryan or an LA Knight, right? Where the big mans were like, we don't, we're not pushing them. Fuck that. And then you have to, otherwise you look vindictive and like you're fucking with them. So then they push you through fast. Right. And they, 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 they make your time at the top of the mountain a, a shorter uh, existence than it should be because they're going to want to get back to do the business that they want to do. They don't listen to the crowd. All right. Well said. Uh, ben, any of the headlines jumping out to you this weekend here? Uh, I just had that one about uh, <laughs> Vince calling Saudi Arabia home, bro. That that shit was crazy. Hold on, cough button. All right. Uh, let me just check here real quick and wrestle stink, see what they got up. Uh, da, 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 da. So I'm over there. I've been hitting the update. Not a whole yeah. lot coming out. This yeah, I mean, it's slow news day, and that's fine because that means, uh, I mean, not fine, but usually shit's going to go crazy here soon. Something fucking nuts will happen, and uh, that's all anybody will be talking about. But it's how we kick the week off here, man. We're 37 strong with the Haminians, the HMG loyal, Ben Hamin YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hamin Media. Good time with the watch-alongs this week, uh, as always, with the squad. And uh, on Wednesday and Friday nights for Dynamite and SmackDown. And, uh, yeah, man, just another big, big week ahead. I don't see much uh, crazy stuff either. Let me check no DQ real quick. That's about all I look at are those two. So See, if we'll see what the people are talking about over on Facebook. Uh, our all-new Hameen Media Group. 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 Uh, our, our previous one, for those that maybe don't know that it, haven't been joining us over there. We got the old. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that from, uh, axe, bro. Facebook. Bro. Um, bro. They never would explain oh. or give us uh, any here's, reply. Here's one, like just because they were there at the Tyson Fury fight was. Uh, I saw a picture. It was Eminem, uh, Mike Tyson, Vince McMahon, and Undertaker sitting next to each other, like the most unlikely squad i was like now, there's, that crew, right? there's, there's, there's a faction i want to see on the mic bro eminem bandana on <laughs> right like dude fucking how hot would that fucking be to have those four guys in the ring as the don't give a fucks about what anybody says ever because they really are that loaded and no one can fuck with them ever but then i popped because vince still has the real pencil thin mustache but he grew the fucking hitler bit in the middle and then he's got the arrow flynn tiny little thing but unless you look in i go does vince just have a fucking hitler mustache right now bro but then i i looked he did have a little extra there but but the main thing you could see was uh you know mind fear vince so yeah uh, uh, maybe, like maybe some of that another point he had that he was he was rocking the pimp cane too this weekend oh same old pimp still walk with a limp yeah that's vince versus kane oh my god <laughs> Uh, you know, so that and Taker uh, with the bald head uh, looking like uh, people were putting out that it was Uncle Fester uh, <laughs> and, and Adam's or Lurch and, uh, and fucking gimmick. So uh, Adam's family. So it was funny memes, man. But uh, 
it's crazy to see those guys all together. And, and one thing is you wonder what the fuck they're talking about for the next investment on how to take over the entertainment business. You know what I mean? They're not just sitting there hanging out. There's, there's opportunity and will Eminem be part of WWE. That's, that's what I was hoping. I'm thinking the rumor might be coming out of this, uh, as far as that goes, or, uh, <laughs> Even if Vince would have wrapped or something there, but uh, maybe that'll be on Master Shoot Theater of those guys hanging out and uh, Vince's obsession with this new uh, tyrannical Hitler character yes. that he's heard so much about. So <laughs> uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have a good time with our Russo brand. I gotta record the SmackDown review with Big Stevie Cool here in just a couple minutes. But uh, yeah, man, uh, all quiet on the Western Front. I won't probably won't be doing much Halloween because I'll be at Upstate Wrestling. Uh, entertainment tomorrow and teaching class on Halloween. So we'll make the kids bump and have a good time with that. What a uh, trick or treat, what goes bump in the night? You're back. That's what the fuck does. <laughs> uh, uh, what about yourself, man? You going out uh, Halloween and you got a bunch of parties you're going to uh, hit? It, it, oh, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all partied out anymore. Um, we got a freeze alert. So I'm going to keep my fat ass inside. Uh, a lot of DoorDash. Oh. I'm going to have the, the, the treats come to me uh, and just hang out. A lot of, uh, you know, work just with the, the clients and the marketing, getting geared up for the holiday season. Uh, you know how that has been all about that, getting getting them ready to go. Boost those brands, baby. Yeah, man. And, of course, tuning in everything. Hey, you, you don't need to go outside. we got everything that could, you need covered here right here at the Hameen Media Group. Uh, from the next level, looking forward to that. Those guys, as you said, always doing an awesome job. I guess that's why I'm, I, don't, I don't watch NXT all that much. I just I listen to those guys <laughs> to pick up the goods, what's going on. Uh, the big homecomings last week, and we're yeah, I did a quick run in on uh, on a rampage review, or it might have been wreckage review, with the boys yesterday. I was going to record the consultants, and I saw they were on live, so I went in there, did a little bitching real quick. But uh, <laughs> it was a, it's a good time, man, to see everybody hitting, uh, and and really the the group that was here today, and uh, the online community, and William Alicia putting up so many great sports posts, and everybody uh, communicating, having fun with the meme culture. And uh, just being the most loyal wrestling fans there are at channelattitude.com. Uh, Art of the B to the V, Hacker Hameen. You guys, you know what it was. You know what it is. It's the Monday locker room. Yolo. No bread, no water, just meat. That's all he wants. That's all he needs.